All right, so tell me why you love Scrum so much. Uh, I love Scrum because uh, it has freed me from the chains of uh, variation and the changes and uh, uh, the reality. Because the reality is uh, constantly changing and we have to have an agile mindset to, to adjust to that. And uh, all of those other methods that I've been trying to use and plan to control each of these uh, phases in the, the projects and the product uh, development, it, it doesn't work. So, so Agile has just freed me and uh, finally I can embrace the changes. <laughs> <laughs> the shift has occurred and you now have a, your, your love affair with Scrum is nearly complete. <laughs> Welcome to the EBFC Show, the easier, better for construction podcast. I'm your host, Felipe Engineer Manriquez. This show is all about the business of construction. Today's episode is sponsored by Bosch Refine My Site is a cloud-based construction collaboration platform that applies lean principles to enable your entire team to plan, communicate, and execute in real time. It's the digital tool that works in tandem with your last planner system process and puts it all together in one simple collaborative ecosystem system. This easy-to-use platform is available in English, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and French and can be used on desktops, tablets, and mobile devices. According to Spencer Easton, Scheduling Manager at Oakland Construction, Refine My Site, in my opinion, is the best, leanest tool on the market for the last planet. Here's what our users have to say. We've looked at three other digital scheduling platforms and none compare to the straightforward approach Refine My Site takes. From milestone planning all the way down to daily tasks, this program gives every general contractor and their trade partners meaningful collaboration, accountability, and KPIs. Register today to try Refine My Site for free for 60 days. Today's show is also sponsored by the Lean Construction Institute. LCI is working to lead the building industry in transforming its practices and culture. Its vision is to create a healthy and thriving industry that delivers outstanding project outcomes every time for everyone. Check the show notes for more information. Now, to the show. Welcome to the show, Sindre Gunderson. Sindre, you are a student already become master. Even while you were in this in the scrum training, and we've got mutual friends that go back spread across the Atlantic Ocean, I've already seen glimmers of your scrum implementation in your organization. You tell the people of the EBSC show and people while he's telling you this, remember to click in the description below for more details on Sindra's bio and where you can connect with him and you can message him too on social media, especially on LinkedIn. But I saw yeah, a LinkedIn yeah. post and you already started teaching. Can you just tell people in the everyday, what type of work do you do in construction? Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you, Felipe, for invi inviting me. It's, uh, I'm a, such a big fan of what you're doing, bringing the agile mindset into construction. That's just two thumbs, 10 times. Thank you, thank up. you, I appreciate <laughs> that. Because we need it so much, so it's a great privilege to be uh, be a part of your show. Uh, first of all, uh, my name is Sindre Gudersen, 39, 39 years old, and uh, I'm in from a small town uh, in Molde, 
uh, in Norway, uh, what is called Molde. Norway is a small country in, <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> so, so uh, I work as a digital guide and a VDC facilitator in a company that call, uh, is called Xpro. And uh, we are primarily a consultant company in the Norwegian uh, construction industry. And uh, we have our vision uh, and a company goal that is go beyond and create the industry tomorrow. So that's, that's, oh, that's, no. that's a yeah, great that's vision. That's a nice big goal. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like so, that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, a big part of my day is uh, trying to think different and uh, trying to go outside of the box. And uh, I truly believe that our industry needs this, needs to change and uh, also think more about how we can work easier and better. So uh, we're in the same boat, Philippe. <laughs> we are. The industry is ready for a change. I mean, just going back, we've had digital assets for construction. We've had BIM. We've had clash resolutions that have happened beyond the light table for people old enough to remember light tables. That was in the 1990s. Here we are when we're recording the show, 2023. And what would you say is the BIM adoption for construction projects, at least in Norway? Is it like more than half of the projects, 90% of the projects, less than half? Where is it? Over the half of the projects have implemented BIM. But uh, I would say it's primarily to, to solve the visualization of the projects, to see it visual. But the information part of the BIM, we haven't scratched uh, a part of it. So, so it's, uh, we use BIM, but we, we use it to visualize. And that's a, a great value. But uh, there are, uh, are several uh, value potentials in BIM with the integrating uh, information and automation of uh, the, this information. So we have uh, just touched uh, into the, the values in BIM, I think, so in Norway. Yeah, I think, uh, shockingly, it's about the same in the United States. Like, people have done well to increase using it, but uh, there's a lot of information in the model that we don't use yet. And only, like, the yeah. I've only seen in the super intense, lean, integrated project delivery jobs, uh, which I think you guys have your own acronym, uh, potentially, for what something similar is. That's the only time I see it really getting used to the max. It's only on the clients that really want to push the envelope and squeeze all the value out of what they do. Do yeah. these do those requests even happen? Because it's like the everyday, you know, if I have the skills that you have the skills, we would never go to a job and not use the things at our disposal to do that yeah. job, regardless of the contract. Mm. Um, I saw a LinkedIn post from you recently, and I'm going to put it, I'll probably, I'll stick it here between us. So it'll, it'll be like, it'll come up between us in the show. So this is the LinkedIn post that I saw that Sindre had posted and I saved it. Of course, I have a snapshot of it saved. It says, I'm prepared, Sindre. I'm prepared. I've done my homework. Always. And you said, and when I saw this post, you didn't use the word scrum explicitly, but I saw what you did step-by-step. Step, and in 60 minutes, I dare say you launched a brand new scrum team. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but I did launch it. I, I landed it because we we have evaluated a Scrum project because that was the first project uh, we we both did Scrum in design and also implemented tech in production. So we, it was a, a tremendous uh, learning uh, project. 
uh, and uh, we did that with the, the basics that the general contractor had been on the course with Jason Schroeder, the bootcamp course. Right. And uh, also, I have just read Jeff Sutherland's uh, "The Art, uh, The Art of Doing uh, Twice the Work in Half the Time." Excellent. Uh, yeah, and, and then we just uh, thought of why, why, why don't we just try and use it? In this right. project, we had a, a small time to, to solve the project. We had a half half a year of uh, solving the project. And it was critical that we had to be finished. So it had to be very fast. And all the participants were very scared about the, the, the timeline in the project. So then I said, just let's do Scrum. They all embraced it because uh, the, we had built uh, some kind of culture of learning. So they, they had uh, some trust in me. <laughs> That's good. That's very yeah. good. I like that. You're, yeah. you're teaching, you're already showing, you're demonstrating, you're leading. And I yeah. tell all of my students, and Sindre is no exception. He was amazing in the Scrum Master course that we had. You only have to be at most about half a step ahead of the people that you're leading. It's yeah. not that yeah. far. <laughs> You don't have to be that far ahead. And, and I hope everyone listening, if you go back and listen to the show a second time, the second time you're listening to the show, because it's going to be that good of a show, definitely tap that like button and show Sindre some love that you love it right now. And you heard in his voice, like he wasn't sure. He wasn't sure it was going to work, nope. but he knew from his experience, from his learning, from his training, there is a way to get done faster. And I love yeah. that you partnered Scrum and TAC together. I often use Scrum to deliver TAC and implement TAC to some degree on every project I'm on today because it's mm. that powerful to create flow. It makes you do the right things for flow even as people are learning the process with you because you're not gonna have perfect TAC or perfect Scrum in the first day. And in this first no. session, you spent, I, I would say my only feedback is that you didn't spend enough time on the introductions. And I, and I think I want to remind everybody that when you're starting something new with, especially with construction people, and you heard Sindri said, they were scared. He was worried. The, the schedule is aggressive. Let people express themselves a little bit more. And like, even if I had an hour and I lost half an hour to people doing introductions, I would make magic in that last 30 minutes because you've heard everybody. It's so powerful to hear and respect people, listen to the concerns, and then say, let's try this process together. I'm going to guide you. And Sindra did an absolutely amazing job. And I'm looking at his agenda that he had here. He had uh, hello and jump. And I, this is translated into English because it's originally <laughs> in, you tried it. What happened? Uh, I tried it. And, and, uh, and uh, first of all, you have, you have to have a belief in yourself and uh, you have to 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 uh, stick to it stick to the belief uh, regardless if you uh, you have the all the answers or everything you ha you haven't you will not have control into this process when you start it but you have to have the belief on what you're doing and i believe that belief came from uh, experiencing all the frustration in the existing processes right. of how we're doing <laughs> how we did it before and in that frustration finding that oh we have as you said we have we have a solution we have a tool we can use we have to embrace it we have to try to 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 find out how it can work for us and this belief you have to 
you have to stay to that and stick to that to your heart in that process because people are people that want to follow those beliefs they want right. to, to follow those visions they follow those uh, changes but if you start with just the schedule and see we're going to do this this this, this it will be too too rigid and too too firm so people will be a bit scared i think so so you have to like you're an expert on this Felipe, trying to create this this charisma this energy in the processes <laughs> that are it's fun it's very That's fun right. to, it is yeah. And, and that is, I think, the secret ingredient or the spice in those processes. You have to come with it. So uh, not to, to pu pushing the level too, too far uh, up so people won't try, but start with having fun on the work. I think that's, uh, that's a good start for, for my. So that, that was the start of that process uh, or that, uh, that evaluation. So... Um, it, uh, it was uh, an extreme success uh, and everybody had uh, uh, suddenly an A3 paper that they could use uh, and uh, they can implement it. We had it internally in our company. I used that A3 sheet and had uh, 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 during a lunch lunch period, we, I just pushed up on the, on the screen and everybody sat there with their, with their food and uh, yeah. <laughs> I went through it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can spread the learning. So, so it's it's very easy. It's very easy oh and fast to do. Yeah, Cindy, uh, I love that approach. I I had just talked to a project manager recently, and I'm coming to his job to teach him the Bolt production system, our version of Last Planner system production controls, a little bit of Scrum, of course, and some Tact, which is part of our system. Yeah. And I said, he's like, he was very unsure because he doesn't know who I am, and for all intents and purposes, I'm a stranger. And I said to him, I was like, listen, I'm going to buy you and your team lunch. I was like, yeah. let's eat. Let's eat and talk about what's going on. And it's not going to be like a bunch of slides that I'm going to show you on the first day. I was like, eventually I will have <laughs> some visuals to share with you. I was like, let's just eat first. And then he was like, okay, okay, come eat. So I think there yeah. is something to it. The spice that you say that I bring, yeah. which yeah. is I, I could hear the interpretation. I can hear the resistance because people, everybody who's working, Sindre and I both know that before we bump into you on your project, you were already working just fine, right? Yeah. Even, even if, even if your project is falling behind schedule or struggling to stay on time. And if I say struggling, if you're working overtime, if you're working more than eight hours, I'm setting the bar lower. If you're working more than eight hours a day, you're struggling to keep up, honestly. Because if you use the system like Cinder is proposing, Scrum and especially Tact together, you won't have to work eight hours a day. You'll choose to work eight, and you may you might hang around for ten because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, I, the things I love about uh, Scrum and I, I, I see that people can be a bit skeptic when they hear about uh, how we can. Uh, double the, the velocity of how you produce something in half the time. So they say, oh, how is that possible? Because I'm working very fast, I think. Yeah. So, so, but uh, it's all about how you pri prioritize your work. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the setting up of each task uh, 
up against each other and uh, saying, this is something I have to do. This creates value. This is important. Regarding to this is nice to do. I love doing this, but it's not important. And just shoving that uh, out to the side, but it, it doesn't, it's, it's not very good because I want to do that, but it's nice right. to do. So, so, but this is uh, the visualization and doing this uh, each week, each day, and trying to get this philosophy and mythology into your way of working. That's Scrum. And that is uh, how you can be much more faster and how we can uh, work uh, eight hours each day not 10 or 24 or <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. so this so is it's true. about priority and everybody who hears this system they always tell me like it sounds too good to be true and i and i don't tell like yeah, secretly Sindri, i'm gonna you know first ever sit on the show we're working way too hard because of yeah. some bad habits that we've inherited from people and, you know, arguably the people that have come before us have done the best that they could, but some people are just fanatical about experimentation. And Dr. Jeff Sutherland is one of those fanatical scientists that found the lightest weight possible framework to enable flow to happen every day. And because for most of us, and I see in construction, most of the time, people triple their output. And Jeff used to joke in his courses when he was teaching Scrum Masters, like, I had a money back guarantee in the early days. And he'd tell people like, if you don't double your, your throughput, I'll give you your money back for the training. And he never gave refunds because it's so easy to double your throughput. And, yeah. and everybody just looks at us. And I, and I tell people like, it's not overtime. It's not more people. It's because our flow is so blocked and scrum allows you to see where that block is and yeah. it's going to change. And that's why you got to have these feedback loops every day, which in the framework, if you do it, even if you do bad scrum and Jason agrees, Jason Schroeder says, even if you do bad tact, it is still going to flow way better than if yeah. you just push dates on people. And I, I love when you said, I'm going to make that a clip for the show. If you just push dates and say, first, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do this. It turns people off and it doesn't show people how we're going to get there. So you had an hour with this team what are some of the objections that people raised in that hour that you had to answer if any it's uh, uh the first i think is 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 uh, the fight against the existing processes of the existing way to work because uh, when you're implementing an agile way of working you uh, splitting up the work into sprints and you say that we want feedback on everything we do. Uh, we accept that if you, as a designer or architect or something, design something that you believe that the customer wants, we want to get as fast as possible that you show us what you think the need is so the customer can say, that's wrong. Because it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love, I'm using that. Yeah. I'm stealing that yeah. to my next design <laughs> sprint of hundred percent. I'm going to say yeah. exactly that. And, and, and that's, and that's the resistance you, you meet because uh, when I started, uh, I said that we're going to do, do that on one week sprint. So we start this Monday on Friday, you show what we, what you think. And then you meet some, some, uh, 
feelings that oh I, I I think I need three weeks to do this because they have some mindset of uh, I want to have a hundred percent solution to solve they they are uh, proud of their their, uh, their products so they want to deliver something that is perfect or nearly perfect right. uh, before they show it and that we we have to trim that out of the system we have to have some uh, i have uh, said that the 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 napkin napkin is something the napkin drawing of uh, of a concept show me what you think on a napkin that's a very good uh, first iteration of a concept on a building not a Bing model with all of 3D objects and everything. Just show me a napkin, what you're thinking. And I'm going to say that you're wrong or not me, but the customer yeah. is going to say that. So these feedback loops, it's what you want, but that's resistance regarding to the traditional linear way of thinking that is more slower and harder and longer. Uh, that is the... The first and the most uh, hardest thing that I, I, I met and all I still meet in the projects that I implement Scrum or the Agile mindset. So, yeah. so uh, how to break that is uh, by you having this podcast and spreading the word. <laughs> that, that is, <laughs> and, now, uh, and now you yeah. sharing your experiences as well, yeah. which I absolutely love. I think you're right. Yeah. When you know people in traditional construction and Sindre is focusing much on design because that's where he's involved first. Yeah. However, we see the same exact thing in construction. As you were talking, I was flashing back to so many construction team meetings where the client said, you know, I'd like to do this thing first, or I want to change this, or we have this shutdown that's going to happen at this time. And then the team goes to prepare and they try to bring back perfection. Mm. And when the client is saying, I would like to, they didn't say it must be done. And this is the first thing you're going to do. And this is the mm -hmm. second thing. And then this is the third. It's not that detailed out people. No. Sometimes when the client is talking to you, they want to be part of the process. Yes. And for a lot of building owners, a construction project is a major multi-million dollar investment. And they want to be a part of like how it's made and put together. Now, arguably some owners hire managers to do this yeah. because they want nothing to do with construction. Now that that's out there. And so we're not yeah. talking about those projects, No. but if you have a client, a building owner who cares about what's happening and you can see and sense the care, let them be part of the process. Like Sindra said, a napkin sketch is great to say, this is what we're thinking. And a lot of times in the construction side, if we have something that's going to affect the schedule, if we just take a logistics drawing, draw some arrows on it, color it up and shade it and say, this is the flow we're thinking with some dates. Yeah. That's enough. That's yeah. enough to get started. And then you can make a tack plan or you can make a pull plan in minutes. Yeah. So, so I believe that our waste is in, in design is over-processing. We're, we're creating a lot of documents and brilliant sketches and renderings and uh, BIM models and all that's throw, thrown in the trash. Uh, right. And that's uh, sad. Uh, so, so we have to just fix that uh, in design. And then I think a more mindset regarding agile and thinking design thinking in the iterations uh, and prototyping. That's uh, th th there. We have a lot of value. We have a lot of money to save 
in this industry in time uh, consultancy time and all of that so so uh, if we just started there uh, i think uh, <laughs> money 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 <laughs> yeah for everybody and building owners you're yeah, listening to yeah. Sindre is like the rest of us in construction that care about our jobs. We don't want to produce something that ends up in the garbage. Now, arguably, to iterate and get there, we know that some things will be let go of, but nobody enjoys getting paid to make something that no one will ever use. I have not met that human being yet. (laughs) (laughs) And so we want you owners to keep more of your money and translate that money to actual value in your building. You've got to step back as a building owner and say, am I forcing this team to make something that I'm just going to have my stakeholders reject and throw away? A lot of design never gets used. And if you're on a project and you think you're not doing this, I'm going to challenge you with this single metric. How many RFIs do you have and how many bulletins is your architectural team issuing? Or if you're on an engineering project, your engineering team. And if those drawings are changing systems, layouts, flows and dealing with clashes among design disciplines, you have created a system that makes waste because that should not happen if done right. And especially if it's an integrated team, your RFI count should be approaching zero at all times. It should be very close to zero. And unless you have a big scope change, like you suddenly learn something or some new technology emerges that becomes commercially available for the building owner, and you need this to change significant scope to allow for that to be incorporated in your design. Outside of that, it should be designed to purpose from day one. But uh, we see it all the time. We don't, in, in the vision project where I participate, the value of the project isn't identified early in the stage. What is the value it's going to solve for someone? It's probably some goals or some visions, of course, but they are not uh, dismantled into something specific metrics that we can follow and achieve, try to achieve. Uh, And if you have this value-oriented mindset from the start, then you will have the possibility to iterate, as you said, because you you try to solve, you, you, you have a problem, you uh, you draw three prototypes or napkins or something and the customer say i want this from this alternative this from this and this from this merge it and then you have to throw throw all of those three but three has merged into one or something and if you try to follow that value not just building walls and and the ceilings and floors then you i think this will be possible to do but it's, it's, of course, it's demanding and you have to work integrated. You can't sit in, uh, in one place and uh, an architect in another place. And you have to work together because it's complex to think this, especially in the start of the project. Absolutely. And on this team that you're working with to start this skeptical team or this normal team, were they, hi- <laughs> were they working hybrid or were they co-located together? And what type of contract was it, just out of curiosity? Uh, the 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 contract was traditional design uh, bid build, uh, but we had some some degree of uh, integrating it uh, when they uh, bid on on the contract. So we tried to merge something by uh, eliminating eliminating some of the risks. So the so that the general contractor wasn't the 
the one that took all the risk. The owner, we had a shared open risk pot and we nice. tried to, to, yeah. So that was a very good uh, entrance into the project by uh, creating the transparency and, and uh, the trust that we wanted. And uh, from there, we just, uh, we had a COVID period in Norway at that time. So we couldn't uh, sit together. So we had I to know, it's sit. prevented yeah. me from going to Molda like three times. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> but you're coming. That's right. I am yeah. coming. <laughs> so that's, that's amazing. I mean, everyone listening, Sindre applied Scrum to a traditional project. I would say that again, in case you missed it. He applied Scrum to a traditional project. That's the same story I have. First time I applied Scrum, I was on a traditional hard bid project as well. Uh, I was a little past design by the time, you know, we started it, but I learned it. So I'm very happy to see how you started it early on. What uh, method did you use to communicate the Scrum task? Did you use a, a digital solution or analog sticky notes? We set up a, a, a Miro. Uh, we used okay. so so we just set up a scrum board in that and we I would say that it was not a school example of scrum <laughs> just just to be honest it's okay that. it's okay yeah, right? it's especially okay. first starting so if I looked at your doing yeah. column I'd see like ten thousand tags in there or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah but but the the thing I saw was is uh, uh, when we had just the three elements of sprint planning. We had the daily scrums or the stand-ups. Uh, we set up that and we had the sprint reviews. Those three we had. Perfect. And when we set, yeah, we set up the, the planning, then we could, could organize each other. What are the important things to do now, this week, together? We do, did that. And by doing that as a project manager or facilitating that as a project manager, the, I saw that the stand-ups, created the self-organizing teams. The, the consultants talk to each other. They solve problems across, uh, across the team. So I, I, I removed myself as a bottleneck of information. And I, so suddenly I got more time uh, to, yeah. to, uh, to do other things <laughs> uh, and uh, to facilitate and to try to solve the owner's issues and the other processes. And the team was much faster uh, solving their problems and they were not waiting on information so uh, by just doing those three uh, elementary things is, is so important and you have the scrum framework with all the artifacts and all so of course it could be some overwhelming in that just by seeing and looking in that but it's very easy it's just to drag down to start with that and if you don't start with the plan just start by increasing the communication projects by the daily standups then you have a, a tremendous uh, effect by just uh, uh, removing yourself from sending emails and handling and, and <laughs> pushing yes. emails all the, yeah yeah less emails is good yeah face-to-face -face <laughs> communication is the gold standard and if, if yeah. people can yeah. talk like you said and everyone listening Sindre is a master facilitator he knew he has to eliminate himself from the conversation a great facilitator creates the environment so that people can communicate and then we get out of the way so that it can happen because it's not us yeah. doing the work right we have other things we want to get involved in like juicy problem solving <laughs> now i want to hear you said you had about six months to go from design to start of construction did you make it yeah 
we make it with uh, we were finished about a half a month before schedule so so uh, it was amazing and think about that that was the process we implemented scrum and implemented text so we have we we identified a lot of potentials that we failed on so 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 uh, thinking of if you're if you're a professional scrum and tact general contractor or consultant or something a team you will uh, beat every benchmarks uh, out there i think That's i believe right. that. So, but still even listen listen people first time he's still two weeks faster in design i don't know of a team sindre and you can think of the teams that you've been a part of that finished a design schedule on time if they weren't using scrum or tact Exactly. I just, if you're if you're listening out there and you have such a project of such an example, contact me. Go to thefelipe.bio.link. I want to know about this magical project. But from my experience, and now it's almost 30 years that I've been in construction, I haven't seen that happen yet. So I think it's powerful to say that, and for the designers listening, like Agile is not something we do to you. It's something that we do so that we enable work to happen so you can do the great design work that you want to do that you've always wanted to do now what about in the construction sites in there you said you implemented tact how did that compare to your baseline uh, waterfall schedule primarily one challenge we found is is uh, you can implement the tact system uh, by just building a tech plan and uh, trying to create an integrated plan for that with the trades uh, and that can look very nice to st- st- stabilize the project. It's very good. But uh, the second challenge is to implement it in the daily routines on the project. The, the foremans and, and the, all of the people on the site has to uh, communicate on a so much higher level, or not level, but so much oftener they are not uh, uh, it's not a tradition to communicate as so much we have to communicate each day on the stand-ups we have to look at the, the plan we have to remove uh, obstacles we have to all but many of the trace see meetings they are uh, biased by all of the older meetings they had Right. So there's, oh, now we're going to sit in a meeting again and talk about something that doesn't regard me or something. That's their bias into the process. So we have to turn that also around and the meeting routines on the project. And that we didn't solve on this project, but, but just by stabilizing the production with a plan and integrating the trades with each other, we... Try, we, we fixed the, 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 the schedule and we made progress so we came, uh, came finished uh, half a month before schedule. So, so just by doing that, we solved the biggest problem. So if we try to further on work with the, work with the, the meeting routines and the communication on site, then we'll probably be twice as fast. So, so it's right. uh, tremendous to, to just have that tool that's a big win, though. And like, yeah. how long? Just overall, just give people a context. How long was the total construction project? Was it like a year, year and a half, two years? No, it's, it was a, a small project. Uh, it was about uh, about a year, about half oh. a year. I, I say one and a half a year. 
So one and a half years, six months of design, and then 12 months of construction. Two weeks faster on a 12 month project is significant. That's a significant time savings. Yeah, and we learned a lot uh, in that process. So, so, so if you think about if you're trying to work and do a project in the way you always have done it, so you have to lay on top of that that you're trying to do it another way, and also if by doing that you still got to finish ahead of the time. So. So when we when we get this as our DNA in our production, think about how it can get the right. to solve the solve the future projects. It's amazing. It is. It is yeah. amazing. We were working on a job that had uh, probably on paper three months until it was substantially complete, and when we walked the project, it became clear that that job would not finish for six months. And we had an honest conversation with the manager and the superintendent, and they said, I sense that it's not going to finish, but the, but the scheduling software says we're fine. And I said, let's look at, let's look at the stack at the end. Cause you know, like if you've done this once or twice, all of the software allows you to stack as many trades and resources as possible with to infinity. There's no limit to how much stacking you can do. And then I said, okay, let's just pick one trade. I said, can this, contractor that's going to do the electrical work be in these 30 places at the same time you tell me you know this market better than i do and they were like well no i said okay you have a schedule that is telling you a lie (laughs) so we can either we can either fix that or we can implement tact it's your choice and i said how long would it take you to rework this schedule because it had a very complicated work breakdown structure and, he, and the PM said, if I had five days and nothing else was happening, I would still probably not even finish it in five days. Mm. And I said, okay, let's spend 60 minutes together while, we, while you eat. I'll start it. And then when you finish eating, you can jump in. And we did it. We made a tack plan on a whiteboard. And then we shifted from a whiteboard to Excel. Yeah. And the project came back in six months, back on time. And it actually, we are able to pull in an additional month for a six month total gain. And eventually the owner gave them a time extension, which was amazing. They didn't even ask for it. This was like the other funny thing. Like they, the owner saw the turnaround from the team. They had asked for a recovery schedule and they created a tag plan. And then after watching it work, cause the owner was like in disbelief, like there's no way that this single page schedule is going to ma- do any kind of magic. And we even had meetings with the client and we said, the magic is in how people talk and see the flow. And the work we have to do is different now. Instead of now pushing dates on people, we're now working to make sure that things are clear. So it's just like in a train, you know, the front of the train, the engine has that, that they, in English, they call it the cow catcher. It pushes things off the tracks so that the train can stay on the tracks. This team had to shift into making the tracks clear for each subsequent trade and they finished early. But like you said, it wasn't even a perfect act, but it still worked magic because the flow was so bottled up. So I love at the end, you know, you did this on a traditional team. What was the, the level of friendship or camaraderie in the, with the designers as it was transitioning to construction? What would you say that feel was like? I would say it was, uh, 
especially I, I have experienced that on two other projects and uh, and the the magic that uh, suddenly happens in those projects is that we don't stop continue working together we want to be a part of this process or because it's we we learn so much we have some we have a good dynamics we have a good uh, uh, friendship let's say that we have an open dialogue and uh, the designers wanted to be a part of uh, a much more part of the construction so they were tighter on this construction because they wanted to be a part of it because they had a, a some kind of ownership over the solution so so uh, that's a, a magic thing that uh, happens and also after the project when the project is finished they want to be a part of something where do we go now because it, the saddest thing is you go from this project and suddenly you just pull into a traditional project where there's no magic <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the, the people trying to wait wait where can i where can i join <laughs> Yeah, where can I find, where can I go work with Sindre again? So Sindre, <laughs> tell people where can they find and connect with you and how can they learn more about XPro? Yeah, yeah you can go on uh, our uh, webpage, xpro.as, or you can uh, uh, Google uh, Contact Norway. We have produced a lot of videos on uh, YouTube uh, where we try to could connect uh, the, the construction industry in, in Norway just by connecting through learning. We want to talk about technology, we want to talk about processes, and we just uh, accept that we don't know everything and we want to learn. So it's a lot of videos on YouTube under Contact Norway, you can see, and some of them are of course on Norwegian. So, of course, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's to be expected. Yeah, And I'll make sure, I'll also link, I saw that uh, Contact Norway connected with my YouTube channel this morning, like magic. Yeah. And I yeah. will, uh, in kind, I'll put a link on my channel so that people coming to Felipe Engineer on YouTube and listening to this show on YouTube can just click on the affiliated channels and get right to Contact Norway. The magic that Sindre is talking about is absolutely real. I've heard the same thing from project teams. When you experience this level of collaboration, friendships are forged that nothing can get in the way of these professional relationships and this these team members will go on and always be longing for that project that used scrum and tact and last planner system and all these things that allow people to show up as people i, I was on the streets uh, one day and suddenly came uh, a woman i hadn't meet met before and uh, it, she was working as an architect and she came up, up to me and said thank you Sindra." for scrum she said and i just what what happened now and, and, yeah. and uh, I, I, I must ask where where what what's the context i said uh the context is the general contractor who was on the project that we we're talking about had implemented and still using scrum in the next project where she was an architect and she was embracing it and finally saying i finally i can work efficient so so this is magic i think it's connecting people on a, a whole other another level <laughs> absolutely sindra thank you so much for being a guest on my show this has been incredible having you on here very special thanks to my guest i'm felipe engineer manriquez
The EBFC show is created by Felipe and produced by a passion to build easier and better. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Let's go build.